host Golden, and today we have kind of off the cuff, a little different than a like a monk podcast. Uh, tomorrow we'll be doing the Windwalker kind of roundtable, and then also the following week we'll be doing the Mistweaver Delete Your Character uh, uh, one as well. So you can go and tune in this uh, those uh, actually not tomorrow and the next week for those. Uh, but actually this week we kind of have a special one, and I have actually here uh, Craneth, who is actually a dirty feral druid. I'm not dirty. <laughs> Cats like baths. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, but you know, uh, Craneth from my uh, guild, Archdruid, um, is here, actually. And what we're going to kind of go over is the stuff kind of for raiders. Like, we kind of get in a little bit of stuff about monks, uh, more of like, there's a profession you should do, or this is the, you know, class you should get into. And so we're not really going to kind of touch over the race stuff, like the race perks for a class. You want to get in touch with your, you know, uh, probably, I guess, right now, only MMOC is the only form I think is actually active for most classes. Or just uh, you know stay in touch on Twitter with some of your you know class people that kind of had that kind of stuff. Um, also, SimCraft generally has the most optimal race in there when they do the run. So just to go check that stuff out if you're more interested in those things. But we're going to kind of go over more of just like general ideas and general um, things for WAD that's going to help boost your character and get your character raid ready and also help your guild as well in case your guild is needing say like you know Dark Moon cards, which is everybody is going to want to get into, which is. Uh, kind of where we jump into right now real quick. So I guess we'll create, uh, introduce yourself a little bit, you know, say, you know, who you are. I kind of introduced a little bit, but maybe if you have anything else to add. Uh, I'm Uh I do a little bit of Feral Druid theory crafting. Um, a lot of profession stuff on the beta uh, is what I've been doing over the past month almost. Spending at least like an hour a day just looking at stuff. So I've been raiding uh, since PC. Um, I was with the same raiding guild for quite a long time. I uh, did 10-man in Kata and most of MOP, and then switched to 25 for Siege. Okay, so, um, yeah, thanks again for joining us, uh, or joining me today, I guess, and then also all their listeners as well, to go over, you know, this this type of thing that's really important for Raiders, and I kind of touched up a little bit, I kind of have, like, you know, just looking at things, you know, from, like, a, a bird's eye view, not really getting too into it, so it's really, you know, really want to thank you just from the beginning to be able to come on and kind of give us like more in depth and kind of give us like straighten us out on arrow and all this stuff can change too. Like that's the one thing, like we're so far out from wad and then even the first raid that, you know, when they see stuff like, Oh, this is really strong. They may nerf it or they may change it and things like that. So this is kind of like from right now, this is what's looking like. It's a pretty good bet for professions. Um, so we'll kind of jump into the first one. Um, right now is alchemy, which from my from what I originally saw was actually that it doubled your stats, but it looks like they actually did take that away um, in a most recent patch. So I guess is alchemy just looks like it's just going to be giving you a longer flask. Is that what it's the same thing? And then also uh, the uh, philosopher's stone is still there with the increase. Yeah, the philosopher's stone is still there. Um, the the double duration on flask actually is removed. Okay. Um, because all the other professions, like the the cheaper uh, inscription shoulder uh, enchant, is gone, so they actually removed the double flask durations. So it's kind of like I guess the overview, like the small overview, is all professions have just been nerfed to really you don't have to. Ha- you can be skinning and herbalism on your main. It doesn't even matter what you're what you're, especially with garrisons, and we'll get to touch on that a little bit. Um, it's you really have no perk other than getting stuff faster. Is that correct? So like if you're a um, blacksmith or you can get you the a faster run at getting your an, a possibility of an epic quest correct yeah I mean the only difference between having profession and like not having the profession is um, being able to craft like upgrade upgrade items for your gear 
Uh, but your garrison can do pretty much everything else. Um, and there's no perks, you know, there's no real benefit to having a profession uh, unless you're trying to craft gear before raids unlock. And then when you say that, uh, when I'm looking here, like, say, for instance, we'll go right into blacksmithing, which is the next one kind of going over. Um, ideally, this would be if you're a plate where you're going to want to grab this or if you want to do uh, weapons as well, if you want to just for some reason uh, craft a weapon. Um, obviously, if you do challenge mode dailies, you're going to be getting a chance at getting a a weapon in there, I believe. I haven't looked at it recently on what the loot drops are in there, but usually, but at least the current ones when you do the the looking for a raid type of stuff or the looking for group, you can get a chance of a weapon. Is that still in effect currently? Uh, I've done I've done challenge dailies with some guys almost every day on beta, and we haven't gotten weapons, but we've gotten a lot of raid finder uh, mm-hmm. gear. So it is important to do that daily every day. And then that um, daily is random too. It's not like one you can go do like the easiest one, and it's just to complete it as well. Correct. Yeah, it's just a daily. The guy's in uh, your faction hub on Asheran. It's pretty easy to find, and it's just different every day. And it doesn't matter how fast you clear it. As long as you kill the the last boss, uh, you get quest completed. So, Okay, so I guess and really, it's going to be, I guess, dependent also what you have um, when you are right before raid, right? You're going to have an option of getting three pieces, possibly upgrading them as well and then you're going to want to see okay if i'm if i have like green or really crappy blue weapons i just had no luck on drops then i'd probably want to craft a, a weapon correct uh the the craft of weapons i i personally wouldn't recommend them they're 630 which is equivalent to uh, heroic dungeon gear mm-hmm. i mean if you're not gonna, if you don't want to grind dungeons for that specific weapon you could probably craft it um but your crafted pieces are generally going to be you're going to want them to be uh pieces that you just haven't filled or uh, your best pieces is usually like chest, legs, shoulders. And is that because the itemization on those is just like better stats per item? Yeah, their stat budget is a little bit higher. So it's, mm-hmm. you know, if they're a higher item level, they're going to give you more stats than say, a, you know, a, a wrist piece is going to give you. And then the one thing you mentioned about upgrading. Now, I know they're tradable when you get them. Like you can't actually trade them. They're not like buying them on a pickup currently. Um, for the upgrades, like so, like you wanted to upgrade a blacksmithing item from five six fifty five to six six sixty five. Right now, it currently is you know you can hit trade it along, trade it between your alts and stuff like that. Is is the when you mentioned that you're gonna want is just because you're gonna get it faster? Is that because I think that's what I remember we discussed this previously. Is that something that's still in effect that you can actually get it faster? Uh, as a blacksmith, you can you can craft that item faster just because you you have a daily cooldown for your materials. Mm-hmm. Uh, your professional does give you the same daily dailies, but you're basically crafting stuff twice as fast if you have the profession and you have the building. So. And then, which building is that again? That's the uh, forge. Uh, I don't remember exact name. Let me uh, check right now. I think it's, yeah, it's called the forge. Yeah, the forge. Okay. Yeah, the for lumber mill. I think that one is the leather worker. I believe for the lumber mill. Uh, the tannery is the tannery. For okay. Yeah. That they're working. Okay. So yeah. So you know, if you're going to be going for a weapon, you want to get blacksmithing going. But most likely, it's probably going to be leatherworking if you're a leather worker, uh, tailoring if you're a cloth wearer, and at least have one of those. I would recommend probably having that as one of. Would you also recommend maybe having one of those being your profession, or or would it be really up to the person individual if they want to get that? It kind of depends if you're planning on leveling alts. Um, I personally am going dual gathering on my main, but I'm also leveling an alt that's going to have leatherworking and inscription to make those crafted items. Um, if you if you're not planning on leveling two characters um, in the, like the first week, uh, you should probably you know get leatherworking or whatever your whatever profession corresponds to your armor class, mm-hmm. and then another profession. It could be a gathering profession, or it could be inscription, and 
if you uh, if those trinkets are good for your class. And I guess in the kind of jumping in, like you mentioned as well, a little like tangent on the the just going over the overview of kind of the each one of the main ones. Um, you did kind of mention as well as you know going dual gathering is going to be pretty strong, and I think that's mainly because you do in your garrison have the ability to get the minerals. Like that's one of the main things. But it's it's like you only have a certain you're capped on your number of quests, correct? And the garrison until you get up to a high enough level. Um, yeah, you do get you get resources from your mine and your herb garden and garrison. Um, it's not nearly enough to fuel a full profession and the profession building. So mm-hmm. you know you're still going to want to go to the auction house or or do gathering. Um, and actually, from those buildings, you actually get uh, double resources if you have the profession. So, so it'll be even faster. And then everything also one point out for people that aren't aware currently, everything uses uh, herbs. Like herbs are going to be hopefully they'll be spawning a lot more. Because it's going to be everything kind of uses uh, like the same kind of herbs uh, for uh, some part of the pr- profession chain, which is very interesting that it actually uses that. Um, is there any other um, item that you're thinking of that, that is people are using the most of besides herbs or is it just like herbs look like kind of like spreads around all of them? Yeah, I mean, herbs are used in basically every profession. They're used in cooking, all the all the crafting professions, you know, for milling, for for inscription. Um, I'm not sure about enchants. I don't think enchants use herbs. Um, but one of the big items for, for professions is going to be that uh, savage blood, which is a, a required item to start making those items that will upgrade your crafted gear mm-hmm. from 640 to 655 and then from 655 to 665. Um, and that's from that, the barn, and you have to go out and trap animals, and you have a chance to get uh, the, you know, a savage blood. Um, it's going to be pretty hard to upgrade your gear before raids are out. Um, some people might do it if they level a whole bunch of alts, but, uh, I think it's kind of not really feasible. And then uh, kind of getting into that as well. Like you mentioned, like each like enchanting, uh, you know, each thing kind of has like a little bit of a bonus to it, at least like what it can actually create. Um, it looks like that there's uh cloaks next and then a ring enchants for enchanting that you can actually have for that. Um, as well as uh, incle- increase the cloak by versatility by 10%, movements to be by 10%. Um, it looks like a pretty decent one. That's probably what everybody's actually probably going to get, um, unless Moldy Strike is obviously way too strong for your class, and you might want to see if they have any of those as well. Um, the one thing, uh, you know, uh, let's see here. Engineering can create um, the cheap version of uh, the uh, Rocket Boots, but I don't really think people are going to be using that. Um, as much just because they don't increase that much. And I actually, do they also share a cooldown with the enchanting to boots as well? Uh, I don't think there's an enchant for boots for speed, but the engineering, um, the, the nitro boots shares a cooldown with your, uh, potions in raid combat. Um, and, and yeah, it is, it's pretty slow. Uh, they made it, uh, like I think 70% run speed. It's mm-hmm. not nearly as fast as it was. Um, I don't think I don't think you're going to see people using it very much. Um, Maybe like that, uh, like oh crap button or something, where it's just uh, you know, oh no, you know, I need it. I'm going to die if I don't use this. Here's my button to yeah. push it. But you but know, yeah. Even in that situation, uh, Alchemy has has uh, speed potions that you can use, mm-hmm. in, in, in they're they, they're the exact same speed. So that's how the they kind of balanced it out. As they said, oh, okay. oh well, Alchemy can create these speed pots, which are equivalent to the Nitro boots. Um, so that way, engineers don't necessarily get a combat benefit, including the fact that the glider can't be used in raid combat anymore. Yeah, so. 
Yeah, so I can definitely see to where it's uh, going to be, like you mentioned as well, going off into maybe uh, either both gathering professions will probably be your best bet if you want to just get a jump start and also, like you said, double dip, especially when you get those uh, garrison buildings open. And then also going and just, you know, being able to, you know, get at least one or two alts up that have like, you know, maybe all the professions. Um, I know you did mention this uh, to me as well, that it uh, takes about, what, three or four hours to get to the garrison open to start your getting your alts to followers, is that correct? I, that's an estimate uh, for live on beta. It probably takes about an hour and a half at most. <laughs> uh, but I mean, there's going to be lag. There's going to be yeah competition. They did they did a good job of speeding up like level leveling. There's not a lot of mobs uh, that you have to compete over. Mm-hmm. They all share tags usually if there's like a specific named boss. Um, I remember doing some quests in Jade Forest where it was like a hundred people trying to kill this one mob. <laughs> which is pretty crazy. They did a good job of curving that, but I mean, there's still going to be delay. Um, but yeah, it's about an hour and a half for your level one garrison. And it's about four hours maybe for your level two garrison, which gives you like an extra small plot for professions and a couple extra things. So, so if you just want to kind of go just get like, you know, like if you're going to do, you know, a bunch of alts and get them kind of started leveling, but you want to get them ASAP, then just get probably that level one started and then start getting, you know, the followers sent out and doing those quests and everything to get the, get the professions in. Um, it's probably gonna be the best bet for you to go, uh, starting at least. And maybe you could, you know, if you want to take a break from leveling to a hundred or something, you just wanted to get them up real quick or something like that. Uh, and then also, uh, make sure your second altar, like range characters <laughs> would probably be the best bet as well. So you could just instant cast and instant tag stuff. So you don't have to worry about, uh, you know, not getting the tag on things, um, in the uh, new expansion, which is definitely going to be something interesting, uh, seeing that happen when it comes out, how that kind of plays out in the live scenario. Um, kind of going forward with some of the other professions, I'm like, uh, you mentioned, or I mentioned earlier, some of the items you get like uh, jewel crafting, you can, uh, do rings, and it looks like also, I believe that the neck is the chokers are still there as well. But uh, one of the ring is um, going to be your legendary. So you may actually not want to go with a ring from jewel crafting. Um, is, that, is that what you're seeing as well, where you may just want to keep that one out? I mean, even even without the legendary questline ring, which it's a 680 epic, which is pretty powerful. It's Nothing is going to beat it until you're getting mythic content. Um, rings and, and neck pieces don't really give a lot of stats mm-hmm. like I mentioned earlier so they're definitely not your best bet for crafted gear slots because uh, you do have that three crafted item limit um, so you're limited to you know three that you want which is it's almost every armor piece cloak uh, trinket the dark moon trinkets share the same uh, three limit mm-hmm. uh, the weapons do as well so pretty much anything you can craft uh, is going to have sort of a limit and then the one thing, too, to also mention to people, and I know some people are like, well, but, you know, we I need to get my gems. I'm going to miss out on all my gems. That their gems are going to be so rare in the next expansion. Like, they're going to be almost like getting – well, no, because epics were actually pretty easy to get as well. Um, I'm trying to think of what raid tier that epics were really rare in where you didn't really see them at all. Um, actually, I don't, I don't think they were. I think they're actually pretty easy to get for most of them. But it's it's going to be a rare drop. Like you're not going to see an item with a gem slot in it. It's going to be, you know, it has to get that ec- extra roll just to get that as a possibility. Um, so gems are going to be pretty, you know, probably pretty inexpensive, I would think, or at least more of like a, a primal 
is currently. So it's going to be maybe a big, big lump sum, but you're only going to get like one or two ever. It, it's definitely going to be expensive. Uh, the crafting requirements for, for the blue quality gems, which are the highest ones you can make, uh, they're, they're pretty steep crafting, like how much, how many items mm-hmm. they take and what items they take. Um, so they'll probably be pretty expensive in the, you know, the actual socket slot isn't guaranteed on any piece of gear. Yeah. So, so you might, you might go whole tier and you might only get like maybe three, <laughs> three slots, uh, for, for five man heroics, um, with the new system they have where you can randomly get sockets and tertiary stats and warforged items, uh, you can actually get that from five man heroic gear. So mm-hmm. if you, ha- if you really want to grind out five mans, I, I know I'm going to do this. Uh, if you want to grind out five mans, you could easily get, you know, a, an extra socket on, you know, half your gear almost if you really want. Um, it, it'll probably take a lot, of, a lot of time, and they may change it. Uh, they may not like the fact that people are going to grind five mans for th- almost three weeks, but we'll see. And I guess in the last two are also leatherworking and tailoring, which is going to be, like I mentioned, that's kind of where you're going to get your set bonuses. They also have uh, uh, mounts as well, so if you're just looking into that as well as a possibility. Um, but again, if you're going to look into like the, one of the best ones to probably get is probably going to be at least some point is going to be inscription. And that mainly goes to the main item, which is the, uh, dark moon fair trinkets. And from what I understand here, just looking over it really quickly, um, it is still, it is kind of like how it is live, right? Where you basically can only get one per day. Is that still how it's going to be playing out as well? It's actually a little bit different. Um, the dark moon cards take 10 of a, of a, a daily material that you can make and you make four of those uh, materials per day at level 600 profession and then it scales it scales as you level up to 700 all the way to 10 items per day and then your profession building can give you six per day and it can also give you 12 per day if you have a follower in that building um, so you can actually create two two dark moon cards per day if you have a follower in a level two garrison building and you're doing all your daily materials and then you'll get an extra you know you'll get three every five days so and so that that is uh, related, and so the the actual cooldown for so the the creation of the card is just you can churn them out as much as you have the materials worth, right? It's not like yeah, you. Yeah. I think it, when it first started out in Mop, and I think they just recently, maybe they just recently changed it. I can't recall to where it's basically like a daily cooldown, like you had it's twenty four hours. So now it's basically the only thing that is the the cooldowns is like you mentioned is relative towards the um, creating the actual materials that you need to create the items. Is that kind of what you're seeing playing through through all the uh, kind of the uh, professions yeah definitely every profession shares that same kind of model uh you're gonna have four crafted items per day at level 600 and then it's gonna go up to 10 of those daily materials per day at level 700 and then every single item that you're gonna craft except for um alchemy is an exception because potions uh, you can create as many potions per day as you want mm-hmm. they don't take those specific materials but flasks do um but yeah every profession follows that same formula where you're gonna have a daily cooldown that you want to be doing every single day um, but at level 700, you can actually do three per day, and and it's a charge system, so it recharges every three days. That way, for your professionals, you only have to log in every three days if that's what you really want to do. Okay. So that actually makes it uh, pretty nice then, like, for all. I mean, I know a lot of people are scared, like, oh, every day I have to log in and do that, but you probably want to log in every day to do the collections of uh, kind of like, I guess it would be the farm would probably be the easiest way I can explain it. But also the one thing is that you can do in Garrisons, it's more of the companion system in Star Wars where you just send them out on a mission and that's basically it and you just wait for them to come back at the whatever timetable turns down. Has they, have they gone away from that or is that currently how the Garrison is currently operating with the followers? 
Yeah, there's there's missions and they usually last an hour, six hours. Uh, there's some once they get to level 100, your followers, because they gain experience as you send mm-hmm. out on missions. Uh, they start getting access to these 16-hour missions, um, and then they'll finish that 16-hour mission and it'll be labeled as an exhausting mission. And basically, what that means is once they finish that mission and you uh, you go to your garrison and you um, you know you get your rewards, then they have a one-day uh, duration where they're exhausted and you can't send them out on another mission. So it's going to be kind of grindy at first, uh, just trying to get them all leveled. But once you get them all leveled, you're only going to log in maybe once per day to send them out on those mm-hmm. missions. And then you can just wait till the next they come back. Well, that's right, because then you're going to be... Because also the one thing, too, about the garrisons, um, kind of going into a little bit general overview of the garrisons, you get a limited amount of actually orders you can send out, correct? And so do these ex- ex- really exhausting missions actually, or these really high-end missions, cost a lot more of the so- like the, the slots for your uh, followers? Yeah, the, the high-level missions usually require three followers, um, and then you got to mat- mix and match and make sure you're... You know, your party, like, counters the specific goals of each mission. Um, and that's really the only limiting factor for, for garrison missions is just having enough followers at the correct level or the correct item level. Because once you get them to level 100, you start getting gear uh, through um, a couple garrison buildings mm-hmm. that'll let them get their eye level higher. And then they can start doing, uh, you know, higher level stuff that requires a specific item level of your follower. Okay, so I guess that's a, a nice pretty much overview of, you know, the professions uh, in a way and then also a little bit into garrisons as well. And then so the the one of the the uh, the last thing I wanted to talk to you about was which you kind of touched on a little bit, but is the uh, limitation towards the uh, the crafted gear and um, what are your kind of thoughts on that? Um, I know you kind of touched on it a little bit, but I just want to know if you had any like additional thoughts on the crafted gear. Like the three saw the three limitation to three sets. Uh, I think it's I think it's good. I really wouldn't want to see people leveling four leather workers to get you know full leather gear at six forty. Um, you know I think uh, that would be a bit much to expect out of people. Um, I like I like the the limitation. Um, I think overall the crafted gear is good. It's good. It's pretty easy to get. Um, you actually don't even need to level your profession to uh, start crafting that gear. And as long as you log in on by day two and start doing those profession dailies and, and garrison uh, work orders, you can actually have all three of your crafted pieces ready to go from level one because you'll just you just log in, train train that uh, skill at level one, and then you quest through uh, Warlords and you'll get an item that skills you up to where um, your cap is 700, and then you do a daily cooldown every day. And it's all pretty easy. And the daily cooldown, now you know, explain that really also a little bit because I know this is like the best thing that they've done for professions because everybody hates like doing that grind, right? You have to go and empty all your money in the auction house to try to get the old items and then grind them up. Now, they have actually changed that currently. Now, uh, can you kind of go over that a little bit, how they currently have changed the way that you can actually level up to max level? Yeah, so I'll start with gathering professions. Uh, for gathering professions, it's kind of the same way that mining and herbalism are in Pandaria right now, where you can go and you can uh, pick some herbs and you'll get like a fragment of an herb um, and you'll still get skill ups. And they also do that now with skinning. And at, this is actually live on the patch right now. You can do this with skinning, leatherworking, or skinning, mining, and herbalism. You can go mine anywhere on the world or skin anything on the world and you'll get a, a fragment of something and you'll still get skill ups. And then for uh, crafting professions, this isn't live yet, but once once Warlords launches, uh, if you're level 90 
you can just go to a trainer in Orgrimmar or Stormwind, train blacksmithing to level one, and then go out to Warlords um, and do a quest line that's in your uh, first zone. Well, the second zone technically, which is Frostfire Ridge and uh, Shadowmoon Valley, and you'll get a, a specific item that'll uh, make your cap 700, and it'll teach you a couple items, and then it'll teach you the daily cooldown. And that daily cooldown gives you 10 skill ups every single day, and you can just keep doing that. And you can craft anything in, in Warlords at skill level 1, as long as you have enough of those daily materials. But those daily materials are BOP, so mm-hmm. you can't just buy stuff off the auction house and craft gear. So Yeah, so I guess that also the one thing too about that, you could probably also uh, buy other people people's cooldowns because the gear is BOE and it's also the item to upgrade them to epic is BOE as well. So if you do are sitting on like a lump sum of gold and you're thinking, you know, I don't really want to try to, you know, I want to get all the good gear, you know, when I first go into a raid, then you're going to probably have to spend a pretty penny. Um some people have actually speculated about 150 to 200k just for those upgrades is probably what you're going to be seeing initially. Could even be more depending on the server. Um probably if it's a high low pop server, it might be like 500k or more and if it's a high pop server you know i never know it could be cap or it could be dirt cheap depending on how many show up on the auction house and and also be wary of scams and and dupes as well like i'm, I'm pretty sure we'll see a bunch of uh a duped instantly go up on the auction house <laughs> um i'm trying to think if there's anything else that we haven't gone over we actually kind of went over everything I kind of wanted to talk about, um, especially the the changes to the professions I think is the best thing where you can go in level one and not have to worry about. So for instance, if, you know, right now you're, you know, you can go, you know, train something and then start leveling it up. And then if you just like, you know, this is just costing too much gold or whatever, I think mean, you can just go ahead and get the, um, uh, you know, go in Warlords and just, you know, do the daily cooldown from then on. Um, and then you also, the one thing you mentioned about the profession, so at, at uh, for to craft the materials, what, what were the uh, breakpoints again, just for people to kind of re- reiterate that? Uh, breakpoints for what? Uh, for the daily cooldown to get like, you said like uh, you can get, uh, some of them you can get like 10 at the max level. Uh, yeah, so at skill level one, all the way through skill level 600, you'll get four per day. And then I haven't, I haven't tested this, uh, extensively, so I don't know what the the exact scale is, but scaling from 600 to 700, you'll get more uh, as you go along, and it'll you go know, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, all the way to ten uh, daily materials. So it is important to have a profession uh, maxed if you want to be efficient. If you're you know that kind of person, you want to make gold, but if you're just trying to craft some gear over a period of a month or so, uh, you don't necessarily have to have it at cap. Uh, when Warlords launches, mm-hmm. so probably like one of the ones you want to get in a cap before Warlords launches is inscription for the cards, because that's going to be the main thing. Especially like you mentioned with the uh, the three per cooldown uh, craftables, that's probably what the one you're going to want to get into. That way you can probably crank out um, a deck. I mean, you, I could easily see you know a deck or even um, a couple decks as well. Um, and it looks like you can have up to three. A, a, it says a three equipped. Yeah, that's the one oh, that's a crafted. crafted three. So, yeah. so the inscription, the, the trinket does count as one of your crafted. So, also make sure to check your simulations as well because I know some of them actually aren't really as good um, for some of the classes. So, just make sure to check in with those to make sure that your trinket's actually going to be something that you're going to want to look at one of your items. Because um, I know uh, the ones for the tanks look pretty nice for me with the 175 bonus armor on there. Um, and then these also, uh, they just go straight to the epic item. You don't have to worry about um, upgrading them um, through the regular t- stream, you know, like, you know, the way that the other ones are, where you have to have, like, the blue and then upgrade it through a craftable. 
Um, they actually are upgradable. Uh, they they start at 640 as epics, and then you can upgrade them further for the same amount as um, all the other crafted gear. So, but, but there's no. I mean, is there like an item you have to apply to it to get it up to the higher ones? Like, yeah, a, it's, it's the same as every. Other oh, okay, profession. so there is one. Yeah. Okay, because yeah, yeah. I didn't have it listed here. Then on this little guide I was looking at, um, yeah. and then so okay, so then the, it's just a, it starts at an epic quality. Um, to yeah, start everything, off the blue. Everything except for crafted weapons start at epic 640s. Um, weapons start at 630. I don't remember if they're epic or not, but I mean, that's that's kind of irrelevant what, what the color is. It's, mm-hmm. It starts yeah. at a 630 <laughs> and goes to 640. So the weapons are a little bit weaker, and that makes sense because weapons are, are basically your most powerful slot uh, for basically any class. Um, it looks like the weapons are, yeah, just a little bit 630. So this basically 10 out of a level is fewer, like you mentioned, because those are going to be um, identical to, you know, your drops from Heroic Dungeon. So most likely you'll have a good roll. Hopefully, at least by the time, you know, you get into a raid zone, you'll have at least a good roll at something. Or if they add it to the challenge modes, which, you know, like you mentioned, you've done them and haven't gotten one yet. But um, you never know. Maybe there'll be one in there. It's just a really, really low chance yeah. of getting, an, of getting a weapon. Because I know definitely if you get a raid, a raid finder quality weapon, you're going to be, you know hitting those meters pretty good when you get into your first raid zone. Yeah, that would be uh, pretty crazy. It, <laughs> so far it has been raid finder gear. It hasn't yeah. been it hasn't been like a, a a generic epic. It's been it said raid finder and it's been a real piece of gear out of those boxes. So. And then also the one thing too also to mention as well for people this is kind of getting in after the profession thing. So I kind of wrapped up the professions really nicely and kind of garrisons but also um the first tier so high uh high mall actually does not have any tier pieces in it it's all in foundry so we're not going to see any tier pieces or anything like that so that's something to actually prepare for as a raider going forward like so you're not going to look at oh i'm going to get my two piece right away or my four piece that's going to be later on mm-hmm. and so anything you wanted to kind of add on craneth before we kind of head out here and yeah um in in addition to profession crafted gear there's there's a couple other ways uh, that you, you can prep for um, for raiding. There's um, the new um, the 10th anniversary of WoW. They're going to have a molten core raid, um, and that is actually going to drop 640 helmets uh, for everybody. So if you're looking at crafting gear, don't don't craft the helmet. Um, I think it's like the first week of Warlords. Molten core is going to come out, and you can raid that, and you'll get a, a free epic uh, helmet. And then. Um, Kind of as an analog to what Justice and Valor were now that they're removed, there's um, Apexus gear, uh, which mm-hmm. is you get it from a daily at your garrison. Once you once exact once you hit 100 in your town hall in your garrison, there's going to be a, a daily quest every day to uh, go out and kill some mobs, and you're going to get Apexus crystals. And then there's a vendor in um, in your Ashran hubs that is going to sell gear. Um, it starts off at blue quality 630 gear. And then um, once you buy that first piece, you can actually upgrade it to uh, an epic 640, I believe is what it, or 645, I think is what it is. Um, so that's an actually, um, I, I believe I did the math, and there's actually enough time to uh, get one uh, 645 piece of gear from from that vendor as well, as long as you do your daily every day. So, it, I mean, it looks like if, if everybody does their prep right and kind of sticks to it, uh, you can pretty much have um, almost half uh, 640 or 645 uh, epic gear by the time raids even unlock. So it's pretty crazy, and it's kind of a side effect of the fact that we have 
18 days until raids unlock. <laughs> I know, which I think nuts. is the, yeah, that, I think that's the main thing people are not going to understand because we're still used to, okay, guys, let's grind it out. We have to grind out and get it cleared as fast as possible for raids to unlock. I mean, in MOP was the first time they actually had raids, uh, raids unlock the following week. So you actually had a week almost to do your get leveled up. Now yeah. it's like, you know, almost three three weeks. I mean, it's almost, you know, it could be almost a month for some people before they get into, you know, a raid type of a scenario. So it's just very interesting that that's actually the way that they're going with it. Um, but it's also really good, like you, you mentioned, get all your followers up, get everything going and get, uh, you know, your uh, professions up to a max level, or at least pretty close to it. And probably, I think we're probably going to see most people in uh, at least, I think everybody will be at least 635, probably with some good good items in there from doing the heroics. A heroic spam that usually happens on like the first couple weekends, and then after that, it's going to be that luck of the draw uh, with everything else. Um, is there any other items you wanted to kind of touch on um, besides that for maybe someone that wants to prep for uh, the raid time? I think really the only other item that I can think of is uh, we kind of mentioned it. We're engineering shared with with uh, potions now, um, and, and healing potions are on a different are on the cooldown with hellstones now. And healing potions are looking to be better, but I think that's yeah. just uh, on live. They're better right now. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't, I've, I haven't partied with the lock to even look if their hellstones are, are worse. But um, I would assume they should be on par. Otherwise, uh, lockstones are kind of irrelevant. Mm-hmm. But well, they're free, I mean, right? Yeah, yeah they're free, <laughs> but, and you can only use one per fight now, which is kind of yeah. lame. Um, no more, no more like popping those heart, heart, uh, hellstones like whenever you take damage and just waiting the cooldown. Yeah, I didn't even realize that until 6.0 launched this week. I, I didn't realize that Lockstones had a one per fight kind of thing. I was kind of surprised when I mm-hmm. went to go hit my button and I was like, oh, I didn't I didn't get healed. Okay. <laughs> it's pretty surprising. And then uh, the also they have uh, for flasks are also, uh, I believe you can get the secondary bonuses as well for the flasks. They have those in the game in uh, currently for the greater flasks. Oh yeah, the the alchemy flasks are pretty crazy. So you you can create those the base flasks, and then you have to have the base flask plus some more mats to create the actual best flask. Which means that alchemy can only an, a single alchemist can only create five of your best flasks per day. So that's pretty crazy for everybody who raids more than five hours a day. <laughs> you're gonna want to probably have at least two alchemists, or you know, have a profession building, or I don't know. Pay, pay, out, pay out the nose for some flasks because uh, everything in Warlords is either going to be pretty expensive or really cheap. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't have the kind of experience to kind of understand how the market's going to react to all this. But expensive, every, everything is gated <laughs> behind uh, everything, daily it, cooldowns. Yeah. I know pots are going to be expensive <laughs> because pots. Every single pot that I I found takes uh, meat from mobs out in the world, which is notoriously <laughs> expensive for cooking. Yeah, and they also take fish, which nobody likes fishing. I like fishing. Which is good for me because I like fishing and I like grinding mobs out in the world. So I'll be making tons of pots and hopefully making a lot of money off of that. Yeah, yeah, definitely, uh, and definitely sell sell them to guildies for even more expensive than the auction house, right? Is yeah, that, is that how you do that's it? That's the plan. <laughs> when they whisper you and they're like, "Hey, do you have any extra pots?" I'll be like, "Yeah, double the auction house price, bud." <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean that, that's really interesting though that the how just. Everything is just, I mean, it's really kind of forced. If you're kind of a cheapie, I guess, out there and you're like, you know, I don't really want to spend that much. It's really kind of forcing you into the uh, doing it yourself and doing it to where um, you have to have all your alts at least be up to the garrison level. And I think I agree with you. I think the best way we'll be having 
maybe one or two alts being alchemy. I mean, some people have that yeah. now already at love max level. Like I think I have, no, I have two, I have two at max level. Yeah. And what I'm doing is uh three scribe alts, which is mm-hmm. pretty crazy. And I'm going to get them all the way to 96. So I can actually have the level two garrison buildings, um, which is, it probably takes about six hours for each of them. That's going to be a lot of leveling in the first week, but it's kind of what it takes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, d- definitely. Especially if you want to get ahead as well. Um, but if you just want to, you know, kind of get it to where you get a slower start, maybe if you're thinking, you know, I'm just going to be, I'm not, you know, there, if say your guild is like fine with you, just, you know, everybody just has to be heroic gear or something. And so you could just farm that out. And then also getting, if you get a good uh, luck of uh, getting an item in the uh, MC revamp, um, you can also get that as well. Um, but uh, yeah, the best bet is going to be just ma- mashing as much uh, alts as you can up there and then getting them into the buildings and and so uh, I think that's probably going to be the best optimal path currently. Yeah, that's definitely only for people who are really kind of wanting to prep hardcore for Mythic. Most of your normal and heroic guilds are going to be a little more lax and they're just going to be like, okay, you're in you know, 630 blues, we're good to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, Mythic Raiders, even even though we, we can clear normal and heroic week one and then normal and heroic week two and then Mythic, you're still going to want to be as prepped as possible to yeah, and that's uh, one thing. As, yeah, and that's also one thing too to remind people as well is that they don't. None of them share lockouts anymore. Um, the only one that is restricted to um, is uh, mythic, where you can't jump between other people's mythics, and it's also you cannot sur- uh, cross realm with mythic as well. It's server only for now. For currently, it's and that'll probably open up in the next patch. I think that what they're trying to do is make it so that it restricts the races, so you don't go out and have another. Uh, you know, spine where all of a sudden these people are grabbing mages and and rogues to get down <laughs> the tentacles. Yeah, they, they. I read somewhere. Uh, I think it was on Twitter. Uh, they said that each raid is going to be cross realm enabled once the next raid comes out. So. Yeah. Which will be nice was kind of. Yeah, so was kind of a bonus because we've mm-hmm. been in there for over a year now. <laughs> so they're like, okay, just you know, and it's made recruiting easy, which is nice. But yeah, it definitely it shouldn't be in a live environment where you can have cross realm. Mythic raids, mm-hmm. and it's it's uh, the one thing that's uh, also to be able to. I mean, make sure as well as that the loot that you get is uh, because they're uh, normal and heroic are also shared with the increase or the flexibility size. Um, you can actually get it's just really an extra chance of getting an item when you get more people in there. So it's not like there's no, you know, like perfect number of getting the items. It is, uh, you know. It just gets an extra chance of getting an extra one outside yeah. of ten. So the, there are specific breakpoints, but everything is like a scaling kind of amount. Yeah. So you're not going to want you know fourteen. I think it was well, flex was like what fourteen people is what everybody said. Flex yeah, four, perfect yeah, fourteen. Mm-hmm. And um, but you know there's no hard breakpoints for any of the gear. Uh, you know if you have one extra person over that breakpoint, it's going to be like a you know extra twenty or whatever percent chance to get another piece of gear. And uh, something a lot of people didn't realize um, is that. Um, even though everything is a loot lockout, which means you can k- kill the same boss as many times as you want, kind of mm-hmm. how uh, Dragon Soul was, uh, you actually aren't eligible for loot if you kill the boss again. Um, Dragon Soul LFR is what I mean, where gear actually dropped um, in the old LFR system, and then everybody rolled on it. So um, you're not actually gonna. You're if you have killed the boss and you've already been eligible for loot, you're not gonna add to the amount of people that are 
eligible for loot, which is actually yeah. what scales the system. So you're not going to run 30 people, <laughs> you know, five times to get a whole bunch of gear. Yeah, and then that's the one thing I know people are all worried about when they have the ability to rerun them again is thinking of that old Dragon Soul of like, hey, I'm going to three people are in and we're running everybody and then next three people you're up and then going through like, you know, the LFR like 20 times to get them geared up yeah. or in this case would be flex and, uh, and normal. Um, but I, I think... I think that does actually wrap everything up, unless you have something just springs to your mind as well about the next expansion in terms of gearing up and getting prepped for it. No, it's just going to be a lot of dungeon spamming is what mm -hmm. a lot of people are going to be doing. I know that's what I'm going to be doing. So Yeah, heroic dungeons and then also your daily challenge mode, which I think is going to be very interesting because, you know, I didn't really partake too much of the challenge modes. Like I did a couple of them, but I was like, ah, eh, this doesn't matter. But like, I think it might just... It, make it so where people are like, hey, you want to win? We did this so easily. We almost got the gold timer. Let's run it again and try to get gold. So I can yeah. see that happening where these guilds that are just, you know, people are spontaneously doing it. It's like, hey, we missed it by 10 seconds and we screwed up a lot. Let's just do it again. And then like, yeah, let's do it again for gold. And then you, can, I, I see where it's going to be a lot of people getting the, uh, the the challenge mode gold, at least achievement and getting that all the way across for the, uh, you know, I think what's it? Weapon transmogs now. And then also, uh, gear transmogs that come out of the challenge modes a lot faster. So if you're a challenge mode person and you're really looking forward to that, then hopefully that'll happen or it'll be so terrible. You want to poke your eyeballs out and just get it done with. <laughs> it'll be one or the other. Yeah. I really like the fact that they added the LFR loot to it because it kind of mm -hmm. promotes people yeah. organically getting into it. A lot of people had a barrier to challenge modes and MOP just because there was no tangible reward. I mean, mm -hmm. there's transmog, but some people don't care about transmog. So yeah. tying that gear to it is going to get a lot more people into it at the first level. So it's going to be a lot of fun, I think. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, again, thanks Craneth for joining us this week, uh, or joining us today actually, and talking about all this profession stuff. I know a lot of people are excited about some people haven't even looked at the thing or haven't even logged into beta or haven't even gotten a chance to be in beta. And so this is a really good opportunity for them to be able to understand, uh, exactly what's going to go on in professions. So I know this has been a pretty long show. I thought it was going to be like, ah, oh, it's going to be like 20 minutes or so, but <laughs> yeah, you know, there's I've just done so a lot, much. So I have a lot to talk about. And, <laughs> well, I mean, that, and that's great. You know, yeah, thank you again for, you know, joining us. And then if you want to give Craneth a follow, you can go and follow him on Twitter at K R A I N E T H on Twitter. Um, probably talks about a lot of Druid stuff. So if you just happen to have a Druid alt or whatever, if you're listening to this being a monk, um, or if you're, you know, you're like swapping to Feral uh, in next expansion or anything like that, just go ahead and give a listen. And I mean, yeah. I follow and I'm sure he tweets out stuff like that. Yeah. And th they can ask me questions about professions too. Um, I know there's going to be some people who are like wanting specific details and stuff. You know, this <laughs> yeah, is like a general that. overview and mm -hmm. they can feel free to, to ask specific questions um, yeah, like on Twitter, Twitter and I'll, I'll be sure to respond. I check it. At least every thirty minutes. <laughs> like which which uh, which followers the most OP things like that. Like we didn't get into the details of the garrison because the garrison is so vast. Like it's there's a lot of stuff in there. There's a lot of more details and stuff. But the main thing is get your plots open, get your stuff started, and then just roll from there. And, and there's also a lot of helpful hints in the garrison. Um, you know when I went over it in the beta, it's it's really helpful, really easy to go. Notice where things are. Notice what stuff does. All the followers help you out, or all the NPCs around there help you out. But. Uh, you know, it's kind of getting getting me more excited. We're getting pretty close. I mean, it's less than a month till Warlords launch. Um, I'm so excited. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, uh, you know, thanks again to Craneth for joining us this uh, or this. I would say this week, but today, actually. Um, and uh, thank you, everybody, for listening uh, today. And we hope to have you back uh, tomorrow or made probably tomorrow night really late uh, for when the Windwalker Roundtable wraps up. And then the following week for Miss Weavers uh, here on Monkcraft Podcast. Take care. Everybody.